listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I am one half of your hellish host duo, Barnabas. And I am the remaining 50%, Samael. Welcome to episode 96, In Control. In control of what, you may ask, or who? Hmm? Of every situation in their life, because they're a sociopath. Oh yeah, we're talking about Lewinell's new modern adaptation of the invisible man we just got done seeing it over the weekend we've heard a lot of good things and later on in the show we will state whether we agree with those things or disagree but spoiler alert we didn't hate the movie yeah we're gonna talk a lot more about it because we have a lot of thoughts it's gonna be hard not to spoil it but um it was it was a cool movie we're gonna give you guys everything you could possibly want on the invisible man in our main segment but first a special shout out to our gracious host network sports radio detroit and you can find sports radio detroit on twitter instagram and facebook just search up srd sports radio detroit that's srd sports radio detroit and you can also check out sportsradiodetroit.com check out some cool merch there you know what i'm saying yeah there's a cool little thing going on with fanatics uh, and it's for Detroit-based sports merchandise. So if you're into that, go check it out and buy some stuff. Now, it has been a little longer than usual since our last episode. We do apologize for that. Uh, the weather was shit because it's Michigan. Michigan. Like, dude, people can't say global warming and climate change isn't real. When, like, it... Dude, the whole winter, it's been fine. And then just, was it, like, last two weeks ago, they are just like, hey, uh, I know... I know I've been lacking, says the winter time, but here's six inches of snow, and then two days later, we'll give you another two, and we'll call it even, right? That's enough snow for the winter? Just fuck you right in the face, basically, is what the weather said. And now it's almost spring. It is almost spring. It's it's March by the time you're hearing this. Yeah, and I mean, it, it looks... Well, it did look very nice outside when I was leaving work, so... Hey, hey, Saturday, time's gonna change, too. Oh. So we're going to lose an hour of sleep on Saturday. Great. So you can sleep an extra two hours since it's Saturday. Why sleep when you're dead? Why? That's my philosophy. Die when you can sleep. <laughs> exactly. Sleeping is like dying, but only temporarily. Mm. Well, speaking of none of that, let's uh, get yes. uh, a move on with the news here, guys. As we said, there has been a lot of it. Uh, we have not been able to fit all the, the crazy announcements and things uh, into this one episode, but... Uh, the first one is an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, ish. I mean, if, eh. you're, if you're a fan of 2009's Orphan, really good movie. It was. Uh, then you may or may not be interested in it. I think there is some interest to be had in this announcement, just because it's kind of its own thing. It's not like you know some big franchise or anything like that. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but there is a sequel in the works, or rather, a prequel. Prequel. Which is how every franchise makes a sequel nowadays. 
and I'm getting sick of it. That's why I'm not excited. And on top of it, um, uh, it's called, I don't, I don't know what it's called, but Esther. it's going it, to yeah, Esther. And it's going to be her background and which I don't really care about. The great thing about orphan was you didn't know what the fuck was going on mm-hmm. until now that we're kind of in on it, you know, and we just watch the people struggle to solve the, the mystery or whatever the fuck's going to happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. We're just going to be screaming at the TV like, come on, it's obvious that insert whatever is going on in this blank here. And I don't know, man, I'm just not too excited. I'm never excited about prequels. I'm not going to lie. I hate prequels. That's fair. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be a little weird because Isabel Furman, Furman, I don't know how to say her last name, uh, is obviously way older now. She's like, you know, probably at least three feet taller than she was uh, in Orphan. So obviously she's out unless they like hobble her or something. I, I don't know. So they can't use her. They're going to have to use a different actress, and it's a prequel, so it's going to show her as, you know, an adult doing her thing, probably slipping into the whole kind of, hey, I'm like your child, but not really thing. Yeah, (laughs) and I uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Some things, if you really feel like you have to explore the backstory, I think most things you could do, like, a book or, like, a comic or something like that. I think it should just, like, we don't need a backstory. It should just be briefly touched upon. Just to add some sort of mystique to the character, like it kind of ruins like the whole movie if you're like, "Hey, this is why this is like this." Like you hold their hand throughout mm-hmm. every explanation, and I'm not cool with that, man. Just not so much, man. Just not so fucking much. Like stop with the ex- explanations. We we don't care. We just want an idea, and then our imagination takes it and runs off with it and that's the scary part yeah i mean the original is kind of perfect because you know the whole twist actually was a twist if you weren't spoiled to it and you were like oh shit she's really 33 years old or whatever uh and, and that was cool just end it there you know that, that that's pretty much that's pretty much what you've got and, I th- and that's it <laughs> i thought after halloween 2 <laughs> came out in 1980 something mm-hmm. the sequel to halloween 1 people would have People would have learned, like, yo, um, explaining everything kind of ruins it. Because in the first one, he's the boogeyman. He's after these babysitters on Halloween night. And Halloween means something because the boogeyman's after them mm. on that day. And then the second one's like, that's his sister, and he's trying to kill her. And that, yeah. see what happens when you ruin it? We First, we got an idea. And after the first one ends, Michael's still alive. He gets up and walks away. And we're supposed to think, oh, he's still out there somewhere. We might run into him, you know, ha, ha, ha. But then, you know, when you explain everything in the second one, it's like, well, I'm not part of his family, so there goes the scariness. Uh, Agreed. Well, speaking of things that we don't need, this next one. uh, Guys, if you're interested in Esther, there's going to be more info, but that's about it for now. Uh, But this next one is probably going to get some people riled up. Uh, Basically, Sci-Fi, who is uh, in charge of the new Chucky show, is ordering up a new Day of the Dead series that will take uh, viewers back to the first 24 hours of the undead invasion. For why? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> so, hey, hey. What if, right, we make another alien movie and we show what happens between Alien and the sequel and backstory? We just add all that in there. Like, bro, stop with these weird ideas. Yeah. All right, let's take this old series, right? But we'll explain what happens at this moment in time. It's like Star Wars comic books and yeah. <laughs> cartoons. It's like, just come on. It, it basically, yeah, I don't like this either because of that. Like, if you're going to make a zombie movie at this point, 
make it something a little bit more unique because the even you yeah the the tropey stuff the same kind of thing like well this is the zombie uh, apocalypse beginning and here's what happens with this group of people and it's always the same type of shit and this kind of sounds like the same type of shit as well and people are just kind of sick and tired of it this pretty much sounds like the first you know few episodes of the walking dead series which at the time sure yeah it was pretty cool you know because people love the comics they wanted to see all that and stuff but now we've already kind of experienced that if you just take us through the same thing i don't know and and it doesn't even seem like it really has much to do with the movie i mean the movie was set like way you know it not way in the future but you know sometime after like night of the living dead um and then dawn of the dead and this doesn't even sound like it's doing that it's going back to the first 24 hours i don't know and then considering that it's a series is i think it's just going to feel super like dragged out i think so too i think with me it's just that i'm not going to watch this not because i don't love george romero i love him but i am sick of i'm and i'm going to change this quote because i changed my mind on it i'm sick of new zombie movies okay. i'm not sick of zombie movies because we watched return of the living dead a few weeks ago and that was my first time dumb me mm-hmm. watching it because i don't want to deal with zombie shit and it's automatically now in my top five favorite horror movies of all time yeah it's really good like and like i said that one's unique it's even it's meta perfect <laughs> so perfect. you know i i like some newer zombie movies but there hasn't really been one that's like really stood out to me maybe the movie that we're going to be talking about next yeah a little bit but i still have to watch (laughs) um train to busan yes well uh there's going to be a sequel to that coming out as uh most of you may know but i want to elaborate on that in just a moment uh the day of the dead series is going to be coming out we don't know a whole lot more but i did want to end by saying that apparently george romero's estate is not into it really (laughs) yeah they like are like disowning it basically so yeah that's not a good sign <laughs> people are, well now it's non-canon <laughs> yeah that's what you get probably i mean that's probably what's gonna be so speaking of train to busan however uh that's that's one that i've really enjoyed over the past few years and you know is it, i think it's more than just a zombie movie which helps but that's got a new sequel coming out called peninsula and again i kind of have to correct myself with with sequel because they they did kind of uh, it's confirm like just, it's not really a sequel. It's just in the same universe, so like same place, just somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, it's going to be a little bit bigger in scope, so it's not just going to be confined to like the train, uh, which which could be interesting. But then again, you're going into that territory of you know the typical zombie apocalypse type of thing. So if you don't make it a little interesting, then I think people might lose interest in it a bit a big part of why people like the first one too is because it's got it's like really emotionally heavy writing and stuff in it um and like this good kind of drama between the characters and whatnot so i expect this to kind of have those same elements hopefully bro then i'll probably be invested in both movies Mm. and more so have a higher interest in the second movie once i watch the first one yeah you really should watch the first one like asap because I mean, yeah, it's zombies, like they're fast zombies or whatever, but it's pretty gory. It's pretty devastating, I would say. Is it visceral? It's pretty visceral. Yes, I love visceral. <laughs> That's a good movies. word, yeah. <laughs> Those are the best. Yeah. 
So, uh, guys, let's move on to some trailers here. Keep your eye out for Peninsula. That one's going to be coming out pretty soon. By the way, we should go see this this first one. <laughs> I'm, oh, already, this I'm already going to spoil how I feel about it, it. Yeah, it looks pretty dope. So the first movie is something that we actually mentioned uh, really recently. And it's the new Jeffrey Dean Morgan thriller called The Postcard Killings. So he's basically like a detective of sorts. And there's these postcards that get sent whenever like some killings happen. And like they're literally like everywhere. So this dude's trying to make the connection. Other people are on the case, and he's telling me, "Oh, if you can't figure this out, I'm gonna fucking figure this shit out, you fucking pussy." Mm-hmm. And then he tries to get into it, and then you just see him crying in someone's arms in the back of a car. And the trailer doesn't really reveal too much, so I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know what's going on, but I don't know what happens. Like that trailer showed so many scenes but gave away nothing agreed yeah i like the whole uh aspect of him like having to go to these different places uh where the postcards like came from and like investigating and things like that at least that's what it seemed like that's pretty cool because it means that we're going to get a lot of really nice you know locations and probably some nice shots and it, it really just looks like uh zodiac basically to me yeah you know like that same type of vibe so i was gonna I'm say into, uh, i had some like seven vibes yeah yeah, I mean, you know, those types of, like, crime thrillers, like, true crime thrillers... Those are... Are are really good, like, if they're done well. Oh, yeah. I would say a lot of them definitely have a, a similar type of tone to them, but it's really about getting invested in, in the characters and then also the mystery of, like, what's happening. This one seems like it's going to have a pretty good mystery and really good performances, so... I mean, that's all I pretty much need, you know? Yes, yes. And if it's suspenseful, too, I mean, that's that's important. So, that one's coming out uh, March 13th in theaters, I presume. So, actually, really soon next week, if you're listening to this on the weekend. Um, so, go check it out. Next up is uh, another pretty cool one uh, coming out May 8th in theaters called Run. Yeah, and uh, it looks like... I'm going to guess the synopsis of it. This girl gets switched out at birth or something or stolen because this lady's baby died from being premature. That's what it seems like. It seems like what's what they're hinting at. Yeah. This chick's mother's acting weird. When she tries to use the Wi-Fi to Google her mom, quote unquote mom, I guess. Mm. Her mom is at the end of the hallway, turns off the Wi-Fi and she's just staring at her like, what the fuck I'd be is like, going? Mom, why'd you turn off the Wi-Fi? God damn it, Mom! I was almost level 99. <laughs> Just start beating her with a pine cone. <laughs> no, but uh, it kind of seems like there's going to be some psychological horror and her not, you know, really knowing if uh, she's, you know, who she says she is and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I wasn't able to quite grasp, like, like how she got her because she was looking at her in in the hospital basically when she was just born so yeah i don't know what the fuck happens but um it looks pretty interesting sarah paulson is the mom uh you may know from american horror story like every fucking season basically yeah and um she pulls off the you know crazy thing really well so i mean i I have no doubt that she's gonna be awesome i do kind of want to know who like you know who she is like if It'd be cool if there was some kind of weird thing instead of just, you know, oh, she's an escaped mental patient who's, you know, pretending to be a mom or something like that. Or she's been dead for years and this is all in her head. That would be the worst. That's that's too too typical, man. Like, that's just like fucking the abandoned and then, what is it, dead end and then... Mm. 
What other movies are like that? That's like a ton, man. <laughs> I mean, I Ghost stories. Go, yeah. Um, obviously, The Sixth Sense. Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know. God, there was a time where if you told somebody that, they'd be like, what? There's How still people like you? that. I, know. I remember on the horror everything, I said, like, the Black Christmas movie sucked because of the supernatural element. And then some guy was like, we spoiled it. And like, how? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't tell you anything. I, I, I guess just because there was no supernatural stuff in the... Anyway, but <laughs> Run looks uh, pretty cool. It looks like it's going to have some some intense kind of sequences to it. You know, probably a lot of twists as well. Um, so that one's coming out May 8th. And finally, definitely the biggest one this week. Yep. And has been the most talked about. The Jordan Peele produced and Nia DaCosta directed Candyman. Yep. And from the trailer, looks good. Uh, I don't know. Like the small peaks I saw of Candyman's getup, they were just small flashes, so I couldn't really make it out. But mm-hmm. not going to lie, the, the movie looks shot well, but I just don't like his voice. Okay. It's not scary. That's fair. See, it I seems was, like, and it seems like it's being read. Okay. I That's wasn't smiling. able to uh see it with sound unfortunately because i just mm-hmm. watched it at work i think one day um but i mean so so from the visual aspect i do think it looks well shot i think uh i think the visuals are gonna be good there's almost a type of like body horror element to it because the main guy is at least appears to be turning into Candyman himself which i think is a cool concept yeah it's completely um, different from the original. Yeah, it, it like they said, even it's supposed to be more of like a spiritual sequel almost. So you're probably going to get a little bit of Tony Todd as Candyman, but maybe just in those reflections. Like other than that, you know, he's not really going to be in the movie per se. Or but he might he might just show up as a as like an unrelated character to the thing, like a cameo. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. I mean, I I hope so. Either him or um the the actress as well i'm blanking on her name but um who was in in the original film if she made an appearance i mean that would be cool as well but uh we'll see we'll see what happens i mean it does look sweet i think really it's just going to depend on if it can deliver like the scare factor you know because other than that i think it, it definitely looks promising so uh that's it for the trailers Candyman is coming out june 12th in theaters if you guys uh, are interested in checking that one out and then i did just write down a couple other things because like i said there's been a lot oh yeah we can mention uh, these paranormal activity we, we has don't have a new to movie. go into them <laughs> yeah big whoop yeah silence of the lamb show cast clarice cool mm-hmm. i didn't see the scare package or the other lamb but i saw psycho gorman trailer yeah that one looks trailer. sick it does that's, i think i'm gonna enjoy that one that's from the same guy who uh, did the void which is, is it yeah which i know is like it's completely tonally different but it's still yeah. got the the sick practical effects and this one just looks like a, a blast so hell yeah yeah i'm excited um scare package looks kind of cool too it's like another retro anthology type of thing okay i'm cool with that yeah um and then the other lamb is like some cult <laughs> shit but it's a polish director actually so i'm kind of interested in that um but that's pretty much it for the news here guys we are now going to move into our next and main segment where we're going to be discussing the invisible man but first a few words from some other srd shows stick around we'll be right back hi this is jason pinkett from pucking around and spinning the wheels on sports radio detroit 
Check us out every Sunday over on the SRD Hockey Feed on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's SRD Hockey in your search bar. New episodes every week. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Roger. And if you like Tigers baseball, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, analytics, pop culture references, movies, sports, food, check us out. Look for Tigers SRD on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Welcome back, fiends, to another main segment of Grave Discussions. And on today's episode, we are going to be... uh, turning the other cheek and becoming invisible and and we're gonna be talking about the invisible man yes yes so far i'm just gonna give my opinions right now so (laughs) far my favorite top okay this one's in my only two of 2020 that i liked okay this and color out of space underwater Eh. maybe okay but Eh. yeah but not like top two no i understand yeah, uh, I'm pretty much in the same boat <laughs> as you. Basically, it was it was mm. it was good. It was really. We're gonna good. have to try not to give any big spoilers or anything because th- there are things in the movie that are pretty, you know, twisty turny. I would say that that you know don't show up in the trailer. Thank God. Yeah. And and there really is a lot more to the movie than the trailers uh, give you. I think they do set the tone pretty well, but the movie is is really a different animal, and. Yeah, we we just can't say certain things, but we're going to try to beat around the bush as much as possible. But uh, ultimately, for me, I I did really enjoy it. I think uh, Lee Whannell did a great job adapting this classic monster and really kind of making it its its own brand new kind of thing, which I think is why it it succeeded. It wouldn't be normal having just a scientist in 2020. I'm invisible, see? And if you don't give me a room to stand, see, I'm going to blow your goddamn brains out, see? Yeah. That was definitely, like, you know, for the times back in 1933, but but we can't have that now. Um, There there were some homages to that movie, as as you might expect, which was dope, but this movie utilized the, the setting and the time uh, I think really well, and definitely felt like a, a sci-fi horror movie, which is great. Don't spoil it too much. Don't call it not, sci-fi. Not gonna spoil it too much. I mean, even even the original, you know, had that type of vibe to it. So uh, I I don't think you're gonna completely, you know, see what what's coming or anything. But there are some really unique and well thought out elements. I'll just say that much. I guessed everything that was gonna happen. You remember <laughs> I said that thing? Oh yeah. I mean. I'm pretty sure you figured it out right then as well. I I definitely had a a feeling. And it it wasn't, like, disappointing that, you know, you were able to kind of guess what was coming. No, no. Because I think the story was still really compelling. And if you guys uh, are not super familiar with the story, we'll just give you a brief synopsis so you can catch up. But basically, um, Elizabeth Moss plays Cecilia Cass, who is, is trying to leave her boyfriend... Uh, who has been like really abusive uh to her like you can kind of tell that he's like a dickhead and after his apparent suicide she gets this huge inheritance of like all his money but she thinks that she's getting stalked by him and that he is invisible and that's really where the movie goes from and and where it shines and pretty much right from the beginning 
uh, it just starts going down, which is nice. Yeah, I don't like movies that take too long. Like, right off the bat, at the beginning, I'll just say this. You don't get an insight in their relationship or anything. You just see her trying to, like, sneak out of the house. Mm -hmm. And you eventually figure out, because of what's been told of the Invisible Man, that she's going to try to leave her abusive boyfriend. Yeah. It's really smart, I think, how they did it, actually, because... You know, a lot of movies have that, like, set up and and kind of establishing who people are and what's sort of happening, which I think is fine depending on the context. But for this one, it really works because you're, you're sort of led to think, like, wait, is something really going on or is it, like, in her head? Has, has all of this, you know, impacted her to the point where she's, like, not actually rational and, and lucid? Yeah, and I... That's what it seemed like they were trying to... Obviously, he was trying to make her out mm-hmm. like that so that he could just do whatever as a parent where she ended up temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> you can guess. Uh, he really got in her head in the sense that she couldn't explain what was going on without seeming like she's having some sort of delusions due to her traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, I mean that's why I think it was perfect that they didn't go into anything because then you're left questioning. Like You don't have evidence yeah and and that was like a whole big thing about this movie is like you can't actually see what she's describing so how are you supposed to believe her yeah i mean if anyone told me that i'd be like yo um listen you were getting the shit beat out of you (laughs) yeah you had to run away and he died so you're obviously going through some shit right now yeah some very confusing shit so it's understandable why you'd be going crazy and seeing things and you think he's still alive and he's invisible. Like, it's that's not how reality works. But little do they know. <laughs> yeah, little do they know. And, well, we won't say anything, obviously, but there are definitely hints as to kind of what's really going on. And that, you know, you, you kind of can follow her along in this entire journey and it, it's a really stressful traumatic journey i think if you put yourself in her shoes so I, I think it really works the way that they wrote this movie to not actually give you any insight and to really just experience these things as she's experiencing them and trying to recover from from the, the trauma that she went through and yeah i mean that that's just the big thing is like paranoia you know, you can let it control your life or not, but uh, it's not, you know, exactly healthy. But in this uh, in this movie, it kind of shows like, hey, being a little too paranoid and thinking outside the box is a good thing because you might just be right. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you, you know who you are and you know, like, what you deserve. And I mean, like it or not, you probably know your abuser oh, like, yeah. really well, too. So uh, even though you might not have the strength to you know, get over it at the time. That That's another thing that it plays with is her, you know, kind of finding that strength and and uh, finding the, the courage to kind of overcome what she's going through and everything like that, which I think it does well. It doesn't, like, drill into that. You know, it's not like this one big melodramatic character study or development yeah, yeah. or anything like that. But, I mean, she definitely still evolves throughout the story, which is good. But... Oh, I mean, by the end, she's she's completely different. Yeah, which we, which we won't spoil or anything, but you'll see what you guys mean. I, th- I think you guys will kind of enjoy she's, it. She's a gangster, <laughs> she basically. Is. Yeah, Um. but 
speaking of the actual things that are happening, I thought that was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie is just how they handled all the actual like invisible man stuff. I thought it was awesome. I think it was great. I for a lot of like old movies, uh, this is how a remake is done, right? Cuz for a lot of old older movies that are being remade, even like not so old movies that are being remade like fucking The Grudge, like why um it's 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 just hard to like pick a new direction with it that people will be like, "Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is would be a good story to do modern day." Cuz The Grudge was just the same thing. It was ass. Like it was the same story just somewhere else. I mean, you can't just remake or mm-hmm reboot and then you're just like ah here you go same shit there has to be something different when you're remaking or rebooting a series you can't just run back to like it's nostalgic roots just for like fucking nostalgia points from like all the dick suckers that love the movie you know like they will just suck the movie's dick dry you know what i mean like (laughs) i love the fucking movie that's what i mean by dick suckers like they will literally like defend the movie with their whole heart now those are the people that you got to make this movie for because once they start saying it's good and everybody else will be like, oh, that's good. Because if everyone else likes it, but they hate it, they're going to be like, you know, on that hipster shit. So you, ha- you have to appeal to like the true diehard horror fan, or at least like think in the same nature of the diehard horror fan when you're making this and you're trying to make this new story and trying to make it seem coherent and realistic. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not realistic, have like some suspense and like some good lighting. I mean, that's all we really look for in these movies. I'm not looking to be moved by some social satire i'm looking to be entertained and kind of pulled out of reality as mm-hmm. movies intended i'm not trying to like sit there and be like well this is this this is that and this movie while it was like one of those like woke movies did not seem like it mm-hmm. because it wasn't like black christmas shoved down your throat everything that was important was displayed through action or through like reaction specifically hers and actions specifically being you know Mm-hmm. A crazy person and that's supposed to represent like i don't want to say authority figure but that's what this movie more seems like rather than like it's, it's trying to be like yo most authority figures are abusers it's not just about like you know abusive relationships i think it's even deeper than that oh yeah i mean it plays on on the entire spectrum of that topic you know and like i was telling you while we were leaving the theater i was like you know it it talked about abuse and emotional abuse and and how people can control you even if they're not around but uh it it didn't feel like it it really pushed it on you or that you know that it it's the focus of that thing detracted from like the rest of the movie because the rest of the movie really is what kind of elevated that it was great and and you know made it seem like oh this isn't something that you have to focus on but this is what's happening in the movie and you can kind of just form your own type of you know dialogue on that topic from the movie which is which is really good we had such a good script Mm -hmm. but also like the pacing was so so good and everything was so well done i did not even like i didn't want to get out my seat because i already i got super comfortable i wasn't looking at my my watch like damn when's this gonna be over it did not feel like a two-hour movie no i think the actual time was perfect i think the whole like scene to scene just flow natural kind of vibe of the movie was was great this is this is definitely like for me Mm -hmm. a five out of five movie this is a a plus movie for me yeah no it it ramped up like the tension just a little bit every you know however many minutes like every big scene that it went up to um and i i think that it's perfect for this movie because you know you at the beginning 
you're really still kind of questioning like what's going on is he actually following her is is he like there with her at all times that kind of thing and the paint can will answer your question oh yeah I'll t- it, that that's where it got really bro nuts. i fucking leaped you <laughs> bro that's the o- there's one jump scare in this movie well one one really big one yeah it was that you know i'm just gonna do yeah it. and that that's 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 the first time i've got in hit with a jump scare the last time i got hit with a jump scare is when i watched alien you know you know what's good too though yeah i know and that one you didn't really like see coming so much i think in the invisible man you could kind of tell like something was going to happen yeah and not only in in the scene that we're kind of you know hinting at but but also in there's a scene i'll just say outside a little bit later on and the the car you might know but anyway uh i i jumped like a little bit on, on that scene yeah, I know but i think both one. of those were done good like you could tell like okay there's probably gonna be a jump scare oh shit yeah and then you know it came kind of by ca- the time it kind of came anyway and you were scared anyway. by, by the time you th- you realize it's getting set up for a jump scare is when it happens yeah it's not like there's someone like they hear a noise they open a door they see a closet door slightly open mm-hmm. tense music tense music slowly opening the door they swing it open nothing yeah all of a sudden they turn around and it's right there yeah, I mean, it was great. The The actual scares were done really well. They were effective. The The tension and the suspense steadily built up perfectly. And and it was it, it was consistent, which is good. You know, there was never really a point where I felt like they were just, like, fucking around and, and treating, like, the fans like, you know, they were dummies. And, yeah, yeah. And, like... There was know, no hand-holding in this movie. No. And, the, you know, I think that... And they catered it to everybody. It wasn't just like, yep. ah, here you go, you 80s slasher fanboys. Yeah, or here no. you go, you this was elevated horror fans. This was definitely, like... This is, like, the Hollywood horror movie, right? Yeah. Now. Like, the, this, this is this is the big one, I think. I agree. Of, at least so far. Like, of course, there's the turning, and then we got Antlers next, which I'm most excited yeah. for. But this one, bro, like, for being the Hollywood horror movie, this one was awesome. Yeah. It was fucking cinematic as shit too bro it was and i was going to talk about that but um you know it kind of ties in i just think you know they did a really good job of making it so (laughs) stress inducing yes and and anxiety ridden good looking the entire time and visually really pleasing and that's another thing i think the cinematography was awesome the 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 cooking scene that camera angle that one that's single shot just no movement no nothing just like a like a home video shot reminded me of sinister Kind of, yeah, same for me. I really liked it because there were actually a few of those type of, of yeah, shots and scenes. There were. And the, uh, without really giving a whole ton away, they really used these locations very well because they used kind of the whole space and just made it just like really tense just by, uh, uh, just with a still shot of that one place because you're like, is something going to happen like over here or over there? Like, is he in the room? Is he going to like move something around? Something subtly just happens. Yeah. So, so you're like, you just have this one still frame. Maybe it's pushing in or something. That was effective but, as shit, man. You know, and then something happens. And I, I think they use like that negative space to really push the whole invisible thing. Yeah. Super well. And that was, that was great. Fucking geniuses, bro. Yeah. This was Blumhouse. This was, yeah. Blum- Lee Winnell. See, see what happens when Blumhouse doesn't make like, fun movie like truth or dare yeah. and fantasy island i i told you they just gotta have some like good directors they on just need to have someone in the back smoking a crack rock at all times <laughs> so they can come up with ideas 
That's probably what happened with the Invisible Man. Yes. This this was great. I remember. You remember when we first announced this on the news? Mm-hmm. We've been following this since like it's been announced. Yeah. And since we've since I did my first watch of the Invisible Man. It's good. I mean, I think the original is like a super underrated They're universal monster. You know, still a classic, but but kind of underrated in comparison but this one really showing up i mean if this is going to be like the standard for the dark universe stuff like coming up i think we're in for a a good time this one was super effective really intense you know actually scary at times which which i i didn't quite expect from the invisible man i was like okay i think they're gonna do a good job with this whole like you know invisible abusive x type thing but and there's twists there's a lot of twists good twists too I mean, again, we kind of knew that something to that effect was coming up and happening, we, but... Basically, halfway through the movie, we both, like, I, I turned over to Barnabas and I told him something. Because mm. I know we noticed something that happened in the movie that was kind of like, hey, wait a minute, if this is there, then mm-hmm. who's the... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're just like, huh. And then that hits you, you're like oh, there's literally no other explanation. And if there is, that would be stupid. Yeah, and I didn't hate that, you know, I was right. Yeah, I fucking, I knew it, bro. I think we've just seen too many movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, as as We like, should be like fucking, we should be detectives, you know, just figure out murder cases. Yeah, I mean, I would I would have to watch a lot more movies, but at, at this point, I think I'd have a good handle on it. Oh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, you know, it's not like... I think if you have the mind for it, for sure, you can be like, you know, th- this seems like the logical kind of step to take it in, considering everything else that we've seen in the movie. So uh, I don't think people will be too confused about it or anything either, which is good because you got some hereditary type shit and everybody's like, this movie was trash because yeah. I didn't understand it. Yep. <laughs> you know, why is she cutting her head off? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was the best scene. That was great. But uh, that's, yeah. So I- I'm glad that. It, it wasn't, like, stupid. I'm glad that it wasn't too pretentious, like, we're just gonna fuck you guys up. You know, I'm, I'm glad that, like, the average viewer can still appreciate this movie. And I just think, all around, just really good job. Really appreciative of horror. Still respectful to the original film, but really does its own thing, which is what it needed to do. I mean, we even talked about this, what, two episodes ago? You know, like, if you're gonna put a remake out there love love the source you gotta love horror you gotta make it something still a little bit different to to where you know you're not just competing with the original film like it, it kind of yeah. is its own thing kind of like what child's play did almost you know even though some people didn't like that movie it was different enough to to the point where you can kind of appreciate that it went in a different direction in the modern day yep you know I think that was the most important thing, the direction it went. Because this could have been a shit show. Mm-hmm. It could have been like, oh my god, we accidentally killed Joanne, and it's like sorority <laughs> girls. And it's like the house on sorority row, but the killer's invisible. Yeah. It could have went a fucking stupid route. Oh, it could have been bad. I can't wait for the, the bootleg version of this movie to come out. And not like, uh, you know, when it comes out online on like fucking whatever the fuck people use to stream illegal movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm talking about like, another studio making its own version of this oh, movie yeah like what a parody are, thing. what are those guys oh uh isn't it like what is it atrium is that one of yeah them? Or, yeah or it's I, asylum or asylum like it's asylum god i hope asylum makes yeah, asylum <laughs> if you're listening make an invisible man rip off they're like the guys who i literally saw this like a rip off of paranormal activity when i worked at 
It was uh, called like paranormal video. entity or paranormal something. entity or like paranormal exorcist or something like that. I was like, Jesus Christ. And people literally like came up to me and asked me, is this paranormal activity? I'm like, do you not know how to read? <laughs> it says paranormal entity right there. And uh, anyway, anyway, they should. <laughs> that would be hilarious. What if, what if the guy was actually visible the whole time, but we just couldn't see him or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> a- anyway. You wear glasses. You can see where he is. You take him off. You don't know where he is. Yeah, perfect. Hey, no one steal that shit from me. No. That was just genius. That was good. There's an invisible dude in a movie. You can only see him when you put your glasses on. Isn't that what happened in Scary Movie 2? You shut <laughs> up. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good idea, Sam. <laughs> you should make it. And then get sued by Scary like <laughs> Keenan Thompson or whoever made the Scary Movie 2. But um, I, I did also want to say one quick thing. I do like the way that they made the Invisible Man... Uh, in this movie because he was a, a good villain too. yeah he was kind of a i don't, I don't want to get too much into the character or anything but he was, was smart a villain. yeah and just overall really good i mean uh elizabeth moss fantastic performance you know and then oliver jackson cohen as adrian griffin shout out another easter egg to uh the original film which i believe was jack griffin who was the invisible man in that one um aldous hodge had a good performance just yeah, really good performance all around from everybody. And uh, I can't really say too much more about it. I think we've touched on pretty much everything. Yeah, man. Go see The Invisible Man. And then once you see it, pre-order it on Amazon. Send me that digital code. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just, just go buy soliciting it. <laughs> at the end of our episode over here. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth checking out and adding to your collection. Uh, I think the 4K is going to be awesome. I wonder oh like God. what kind of special features they're gonna deleted have. scenes alternate endings if there's a making of that's gonna, that's gonna be sick i do want to see that yeah like how'd you actually make him invisible <laughs> i want to know who their cinematographer was yeah same. whoever that is i know they take direction from the director but let's be real cinematographers for the most part they're like i know how to shoot mm. this perfect you go have the big shot it's a swooping shot yeah. with the drone it's gonna go from southwest to northeast <laughs> 0.4 mile puts it on the gps more than that shit shit <laughs> from my experience that's pretty much exactly <laughs> how it goes we actually uh on a commercial shoot we had this like lumbering like european guy <laughs> he didn't have that voice but i was like this guy knows what he's doing yeah bro like <laughs> great cinematographers are dude you know how we both of us are bro like fucking cinematography will make or break a film oh yeah this one was just shot like so perfect dude i want to know who it was i'm I'm gonna look it up after this because he fucking deserves some kind of fucking credit for something yeah the sound design was really good too actually it it, it definitely added to that intensity i mean there wasn't anything like super memorable in in the score or anything like that that's my only my only complaints yeah i mean score. i guess so but i i still think the sound design was really good it did elevate those intense moments it did for I think sure really well so, it, so well. It, it was yeah it was great very good all around i think uh i gave it like a four out of five but i mean i think i could even give it like a four and a half out yeah. of five like realistically i feel yeah. you on that um so that's that's what i think about it go check it out no <laughs> now go we, now go to the theater go, go now. do it now um but now guys uh that's gonna wrap it up here i think for episode 96 let us know what you thought about anything we've discussed today and uh, about the invisible man if you have seen it we'd be uh, very happy 
to discuss it with you. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Grave Discussions and on Twitter at GraveDiscSRD. Or uh, check out GraveDiscussions.net where you can check out the latest episode and a whole lot more. And then make sure you tune in for episode 97 next week on Grave Discussions. (laughs) Where'd you go? Barnabas is invisible. Marco. This has been an SRD production.